Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. I'm Sean McRoy filling in for John today, but now let's get to today's top stories. We've got more info on Carlos Tavares's departure from Renault. Bloomberg reports that he asked CEO Carlos Ghosn for a larger role within the company that would include sight over human resources and legal matters beyond his job as chief operating officer. But Ghosn declined and Tavares decided it was time to find another job. Renault says it does not have plans to replace Tavares and might drop the COO position altogether. Two years ago, Ford committed to hiring 12,000 workers in the United States by 2015 and says it's three quarters of the way there already. At a celebration for adding a second shift at the Flat Rock assembly plant yesterday, UAW Vice President Jimmy Settles said he thinks Ford could add another 8,000 workers on top of that. Settles tells Autoline Daily that Ford will not reopen any plants, and he said the main way that Ford would add workers would be by insourcing more parts. Joe Henricks, the head of Ford's North American operations, said the 8,000 jobs figure was an interesting number, and that strongly suggests that Ford and the union are in serious negotiations to bring more work back in-house. On Autoline this week, our guest is automotive legend Bob Lutz. He stopped by the Autoline studios to talk about his new book, Icons and Idiots. In the following clip, Bob explains how he came up with the title. And the name of the book is Icons and Idiots. And I don't think you used the word idiot anywhere in the... No, I didn't. And uh, there, there's a reason for that. Um, is this mellowing Icon, with Icons old age? Icons and Idiots was my working title. Which is and, a great title, by the way. Well, see, that's the point. And that's what the publisher said. I told the publisher, look, it's, it's only a working title. There you go. I mean, you're, you're, sounding, like buy the, it. you're, you're sounding like the publisher. Yeah. I, I was going <laughs> to call it Icons and Their Idiosyncrasies. And the publisher said, ah, forget that. Icons and Idiots <laughs> is great. Let's, let's leave it. And a lot of people have said to me, well, who's an icon and who's an idiot? And that's that I, the, what I try to explain is that's not the breakdown. The breakdown is... All of us, to some extent, are a careful, a careful blend of icon and idiot, in that we all have our weak sides, our our, our weird habits. Um, maybe some of us um, the difficulties in. I mean, nobody really knows how good or bad they are at dealing with subordinates because your subordinates will never tell you that That's right. that, that that you're a bad boss. As always, you can watch that whole interview right now on our website, autoline.tv. Volkswagen is expected to produce almost 9.5 million light vehicles this year. But, according to Ward's Auto, that number could jump to 10 million by 2016, and that would top the current leader, Toyota. The company is adding capacity in the Asia-Pacific and North American regions, including three more plants in China over the next two years which is why it will keep the number one spot at least until 2019. Toyota has held the top spot for the last four years and is projected to produce 9.7 million light vehicles this year. On Monday, we reported that Detroit Electric delayed production of its all-electric SP01 sports car 
and said that we would let you know of any new developments. Well, we have some new developments. According to the Detroit News, the company will produce cars overseas in Holland starting in the fourth quarter. Previous plans called for Detroit Electric to begin production at a factory in Michigan this month. The company's CEO says that it's still committed to Detroit, the state of Michigan, and the United States, but it's still trying to get a federal certification so it can begin producing cars in the U.S. Coming up next, we'll take a ride in a World War II bomber. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Back during the Second World War, the Ford Motor Company took on the task of building bombers for the Army Air Force. Ford built an assembly plant called Willow Run and started building B-24s at the rate of one an hour, which was considered impossible until they did it. Today that plant is the home of the Yankee Air Museum, but it's in danger of being torn down unless they can raise enough money to save it. Recently, I went and visited the museum and got to take a ride in a B-17, which I will never forget as long as I live. Even though the B-17 was designed in the 1930s, it's a very impressive piece of machinery. What instantly struck me about this airplane is how well it's constructed, even though it's very dated by today's technology. The first thing that you'll notice when you climb aboard is that the plane feels both roomy and cramped. It's roomy in places where you can sit down, but you have to really squeeze through narrow passages as you go to different parts of the plane. What I especially like about this plane is how they've kept so much of the original equipment on board, right down to the radio equipment, the oxygen controls, but especially the 50 caliber machine guns. The crew that flies these planes really knows what it's doing, and it's actually a thrill just to see them start up the engines and taxi down the runway and finally take this massive machine up into the sky. Once the plane levels off, you're allowed to go anywhere you want, but I found myself particularly drawn to the nose of the plane, where the only thing that separates you from the rest of the world is a little bit of plexiglass. The other thing that I liked is that you can actually stick your head out of the top of the plane with a hatch that they leave open. I mean, what have you ever been able to fly around sticking your head out of the window of an airplane? The flight lasted something like 40 minutes and it brought us back to the Yankee Air Museum where everybody who got off the plane was wearing nothing but one big smile. Since the Ford Motor Company was the one that built this plant, there is clearly an automotive tie-in. If this is the kind of history that you would like to see preserved, then I encourage you to contact the Yankee Air Museum and please make a donation that will save a unique part of American history. And just a reminder before I go, next Monday is Labor Day in the U.S., so that means no new Autoline Daily that day because we'll be enjoying the day off. But that wraps up today's show. Once again, I'm Sean McElroy. Thanks for watching. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you on Tuesday.
Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.